Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. Greetings, Internet world. <laughs> Greeting world of the podcast. <laughs> We're back for another edition of the musings and views of Melissa Edgington. <laughs> and her fun-loving husband, Chad Edgington. So, what's been going on today? Today's been a busy day. Yeah, what'd you do? Um, oh, we had a funeral. Sang at a funeral. We sang at a funeral. And then... We sang a song of our arch enemy, Vince Gill. <laughs> we sang a Vince song, y'all. <laughs> Can y'all believe I did that? You know, I felt... I, I genuinely felt ashamed of myself because... I went in there. There were some of my favorite women were fixing the funeral meal. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and talked to them. You know, they were waiting on the family to arrive. And one of them said, oh, y'all sing that Vince Gill song. I just love Vince Gill. And did you hear that he's singing <laughs> with the Eagles right now? And I would just die to go see him. And, and Was it Kobe? Because when I, when I talked to Kobe later, she seemed really traumatized by what you must have told her. <laughs> it was Kobe. <laughs> and... I said, you know, why would I say this? I said, well, this is really going to upset you, but I've met him, and he's not a nice person. <laughs> he's probably really nice <laughs> in real life. I know. It's it's funny how one bad impression it's fun- can you leave know, a lifetime of a bad taste in your mouth. After I said that to her, then I really backpedaled, and I said, you know, he was probably just having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Mark Lowry wasn't. <laughs> It's just always ingrained in my mind yeah. now that Vince Gill is a jerk. Yeah, you shouldn't say that. But he's probably not. What if he listens to this and you've said that? He doesn't listen to yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> he's too big of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, only really cool. Yeah, only really cool, nice people listen to to us talk. Anyway, but, so but at some point somebody's going to be like, you know, it seems like. The common denominator in all of this is that the celebrities don't like you. So yes. maybe the problem is us and not the celebrity. We, I think we are annoying. I think we annoy celebrities. Because we're not afraid to approach them and ask for... And because I think celebrity is funny. <laughs> like It's funny to me. Yeah, because this is how you do celebrities. You stand there and point and go, oh my gosh, it's Vince Gill. <laughs> Look here, y'all. It's Vince. Look at you. Check it's it out. Brooks. Mark Lowry. <laughs> what are you doing here at Sight and Sound Theater in Branson taking in Jonah? <laughs> <laughs> because celebrities funny because they are famous, but like they're not really powerful. I've got to tell you, the nicest celebrity I've ever met mm-hmm. was... Um, let me think of her name. See, it's so nice you can't even remember their name. <laughs> She's really famous. Mm, um, Martina McBride? No, it's it's Mrs. She's... Duggar. I can't think of her first name. Oh, Michelle Duggar? Michelle Duggar. Yeah. The sweetest, yeah. most genuine. She was so sweet, and yeah. I annoyed her just like I annoy all celebrities. Everybody else was being cool, and I just walked right up to her and said, could we get a picture? And yeah. But she took the picture, and then she turned around. It was a group of girls from church, and she took everybody's hands, and she said, Tell me all about yourselves. Where are you from? And I just love meeting mothers. It's just what I love to do. And she oh, was just sweet. so sweet. Yeah, good people. So you know what? Even 
even to the annoying people, some celebrities are nice. Are nice. Yeah. Because you'd have to realize if you're a celebrity that the only reason that you have your livelihood is because these people that are annoying you are making it happen. Yeah, but you know, going to see Graceland on our vacation, which we just mm-hmm. got back from mm-hmm. our vacation, it really did make me think about how hard it is to be a celebrity. You know, because Elvis didn't have freedom. You yeah, know, Elvis, he, Elvis wasn't able to go down to Freddy's. No. Get a custard. He couldn't walk out his front door without people looking at him through his gates, you know? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it it's just, it's a hard life. Uh-huh. And so, you know what? It's time to start cutting celebrities some slack. That's what, that's our new theme for 2018. And Vince Gill, I will never tell a fan of yours again that you're a jerk no, because no. that was wrong. That was wrong. And I'm sorry, Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> We hope you make a lot of money playing concerts for the Eagles because I bet your record sales are in the tank. But I have to say that I do curse Vince every time I have to sing one of that his songs. song, man. Because his range it's is ridiculous. Really yeah, he could sing so high. So we sang, go rest high on that mountain. That was our song. Yeah. But the thing is, we can't sing it. Like, neither one of us can sing the whole verse or the whole chorus. It takes two people to sing a Vince yeah. Gill song. Yeah. Because... We have to split it up because the range is so high. He is really good. Yeah. i got to hand it to you, Vince. And he's a good guitar player. Yeah. So, I think this we're really trying to make peace with him here. Yeah. I think we already did that on yeah. that podcast yeah. when we talked bad about him before. Mm-hmm. And then you went and undid it all. In the church kitchen. You undid it all in the uh, church kitchen. Way to go, pastor's wife. I repent. Fail. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a big uh, Edgington family road trip vacation, yes. and it was really fun, wasn't it? It was fun. We uh, started off uh, by grabbing to-go plates for the youth fundraiser. Are you going to start right there? <laughs> this is going to be a long podcast. Well, we had to change clothes, <laughs> and then we hit the road, man, and we we went straight. To, we just drove straight to Texarkana. Yeah. And so we went to our old digs at Wake Village. We saw some friends there and got to look at their newly remodeled sanctuary. This is the church where we served before coming to Olney. And then we headed up to Little Rock and we stayed at the Presidential Holiday Inn. Which is, is that like an oxymoron? (laughs) (laughs) Which Holiday Inn were you at? We were at the Presidential. Yeah, it wasn't that impressive it was about as non-presidential as a hotel could be yeah and yet it was called the because you could look out the window and see the bill clinton presidential library all the hotels that we stayed in on our trip that was the least clean but maybe that's apropos (laughs) because of bill clinton (laughs) because of because presidents just have issues (laughs) (laughs) they they seem to don't they yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's a dirty office no so we you know did you see, uh, so anyway, as part of our, so we went to, the first thing we did was we went to, um, uh, we got up for Little Rock and we drove to Memphis. Yeah. So that morning we got it, we drove into Graceland and we spent like six hours at Graceland. We did. We did about everything you could do at Graceland, including getting on Sirius Elvis radio. Yeah. With channel 18. That was fun. 19. Was it 18 or 19? Because we 19. listen to that all the time. Yeah, the kids love it. So I got to go to Graceland last year with the seniors and showed the kids the pictures. And they said, we want to go see Graceland. I thought, you know, that that is a really fun thing to do. So we went to Graceland and on a just crazy Priceline 
deal, we were able to stay in the guest house at Graceland. Yeah. So now there's sort of Elvis House has become like a theme park. There's like on-site resort lodging. Yeah. Did you know that Elvis's? Well, you know this because I told you, listeners. Did you? <laughs> did you know that Elvis's house is the number one, number two residence, um, in America? That's the the number two most visited residence in America, only behind the White House. Yeah. That just seems crazy to me. Like that, more people go to Graceland than go to Mount Vernon or Monticello or Monticello. How do you say? It? How do you say? It? <laughs> I don't know. Is it Monticello? Yeah, it's Monticello. I always said Monticello, and I think it sounds better. Do you say Celtic? Celtic? How, what are the words? Celtic or Celtic? It's Celtic women. Yeah, but, but it's, it's the Boston. The but it's the Boston Celtics. I don't know. I'm confused by all of it. Yeah. I don't even know how to say Graceland. Look, here's the point. Because do you say Graceland or Graceland? I think it's Graceland. Yeah, but then I was saying Graceland, but then we went through the stuff. And Elvis said and Graceland? No, his daughter did. Oh. Lisa Marie said Graceland. Oh, yeah, Graceland. So you would think she would know. Maybe it's Graceland. I don't know. I mean, it seems like it would be Graceland. It's a two words, yeah. compound word, one word. I don't yeah, it's know. it's a compound word. <laughs> it's two words that are put together to make one big word. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to, uh, went to Graceland and... They've really done an amazing job of sort of, I curate the hate on Facebook, but they curate the Elvis, man. And they do a good job of it there. It was unbelievable. I mean, when I went there back in the 80s, you just went and walked through the house and you could see a few of his cars and go on the planes. Yeah. Now there's a whole complex. It's a complex museums and a hotel. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So someone said that the suits used to be in the, the racquetball rooms. Okay. That that's where they had kept them. But now the racquetball court, you just walk through and leave. Yeah. So anyway, they, they've just done a great, it's so, I'm a, I'm a big Elvis fan. I really like Elvis music and, you know, the story, rags to riches and all that. Uh, and so for an Elvis fan, it's kind of the ultimate because they have all the stuff you really want to see. Yeah. And they just have, have it out there and they, they take care to emphasize the right things. And so really... Really cool. So the kids loved it. We stayed there forever. And then we... Did we spend the night in Memphis? Oh, yeah. We stayed at... Duh. Yeah, yeah. Duh. (laughs) It's late. Yeah, so we stayed at the Elvis guest guest house, uh, which didn't seem like we were in Memphis. I'll just say that. Memphis Memphis is gross, but that was nice. The the guest house at Graceland... Graceland. Graceland. If you get a chance to stay there, you should because it is so cool. It's really posh. Lots of mirrors and chandeliers and gold shiny stuff and velvet. Classy gaudy. It's all the wallpaper in that place has glitter on it, and (laughs) the light fixtures have EP on them. It is so cool. Yeah. And and they even serve peanut butter and banana sandwiches at ten o'clock. I guess there were bananas down there and milk. Adelaide wanted to go down there and look, and so they've got like a peanut butter sandwich bar. But the problem is, there's so many people that stay there that even at 11 o'clock, the peanut butter sandwich bar line was like 300 people long. <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy, and 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 I and I still don't understand if it's easy or hard to get into that hotel. When we tried know. to just book it, we never could, and then all of a sudden, Priceline, bang, we you know on the night before. 
It's weird. I yeah. don't I don't get it. Anyway, there were a, there were a lot of people there and and uh so and it was the summer, so it's the height of the height of the height 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 of the tourism season. Wasn't that funny today at the funeral? I was like, "Direct your direction." What did I say? Turn your direction. Turn <laughs> so your turn direction. your direction to the screen. I meant to say turn your attention to the screen or direct your attention, but I said turn your direction. Yeah. Which how do you turn in your own direction? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I wanted to clear that up. Like sometimes I just want to be like, "Hey, I know I just said something really stupid," <laughs> but they all knew what I meant, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're like. That guy's an idiot. <laughs> He's blowing the funeral service, but it it all came out awesome. It was it was a good service. So, um, yeah, we show life reflection videos at the funeral. I like those. Mm-hmm. Do you like them? I do. It really personalizes it. Yeah, just, over, just great. Uh, so anyway, what were we talking about? So we went to we went to Graceland. We got up the next morning and we we left. Oh, we went to souvenir shopping. Which Elvis souvenir shopping with Edgington kids is really hard. Well, for the little um, one especially. We <clears throat> we are cheap. A little too frugal yeah, for yeah. Yeah, because when I'm looking, I'm looking at a souvenir. I'm like twenty four dollars for a t shirt. Are you kidding? I can get I can get you know I can get I can buy a thousand t shirts for five dollars each. I can make my own Elvis t shirts. <laughs> so what we yeah. did, cheapskates that we are, we looked at all of the gift shops in Graceland and then we went outside Graceland and went to the outlet which is yeah. all the stuff from last year yeah. and that's where we bought our it souvenirs we, it, it was fine so after we souvenir marathon souvenir shopped in the the outlet we got up and went to um, Little Rock and went to the Bill Clinton Presidential Library yeah and uh, it was awesome I have to say I was pleasantly surprised by how fascinating that was yeah it was really cool and i know you know we're sort of uh you know in the evangelical realm where you know he really kind of you know he had a tremendous moral failure in office and all these things and um people have usually would say negative things about him i think but the museum was a nice thing it was good it had the replica of the oval office and the cabinet room and a lot of reliving the 90s which we kind of grew up you know we were young adults in the 90s and seeing all the kind of how they went through and kind of put together actually the timeline there kind of put a lot of things together for me that I didn't remember how they had played out yeah. you, know, you just don't remember it was kind of pre-internet news days and you know what you know I can't I honestly came out of that museum with a better appreciation of for for Hillary for Hillary yeah the the stuff you know the um the stuff about her you know when she was younger i mean it's like you don't ever think about her whenever she was this yeah. young spitfire you know like yeah. activist or whatever she yeah. was yeah and uh, i enjoyed looking at all that and they had clothes and they had all kinds of gifts to the white house you know when they were in office and that was cool to look at all that yeah it was, it was yeah, really fun. Yeah, I the, enjoyed it. That was the best part was the gifts. Yeah. All the, the gifts and, and Christmas ornaments. and Yeah. It was cool. So then we went to uh, – but, the, you know, one of the cool things we didn't get to see at the presidential library is on top of Bill Clinton's library. What is it? There's a penthouse apartment. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he stays there. Yeah, they call it the Love Shack. No, they don't. They, I think that's the name people give it. Who? Like, who what people? You know, people. Like um, – um, 
naysayers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> love, I mean, because it's, it's pretty funny. You know? And they also say that the museum looks like a giant trailer, trailer house. house. Yeah, yeah, it really does. But it's, <laughs> it's really pretty on the inside. <laughs> It was really interesting. It makes it made me want to go to more presidential libraries. Yeah, there's several in Texas. There's three in Texas: LBJ, George W. Bush, and George H. W. Bush. So yeah, was pretty cool. So uh, then, w- when we got finished there, we went to Fort Smith, Arkansas. We drove in the rain. We got up the next morning in Fort Smith and went and played mini golf. Yeah. And that's all we did in Fort Smith. Well, we drove around Fort Smith, and that is an awesome town. It is a cool town. Lots of cool uh, old houses. Lots and of a, art. A cool downtown, very artsy. And that was that was neat. That would be a fun town to explore if you had unlimited money and you had a lot of time to waste. Yeah. Uh, neat town. But the mini golf, that was pretty intense. We had, uh, had a 27-hole course. Yeah. And we played every hole like it was, you know, playoffs at the Masters. I mean, we were... Yeah, you and Adelaide did. The rest of us were having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adelaide was having a bad game. Well, she was doing really well. She's got a streak, you know, the most mini golf courses are par two. You have two chances to get it in the hole. So that probably is a surprise for a lot of people who take seven on every hole. Because there's a lot of mini golfers like that. Yeah. You're supposed to get that in two. And so Adelaide was putting together a nice string of pars. But then she would have a six. <laughs> And she would just get so discouraged. I mean, you know, you know, you know, the girl's got a little competitive streak. Whenever your mom has to give you a pep talk on vacation when you're playing mini golf about not taking it too seriously. Yeah, and I had I had to give you the same pep talk. And I had to. <laughs> I think you have to give me that pep talk every time we play mini golf. Mini golf and bowling. Chad just cannot handle it. He he just if he's not winning, he's not having fun. Just not having fun. Just win. <laughs> and ping pong. I remember the first time we went bowling, and you were so humiliated to be bowling with me. Then you beat me, probably? When we were dating. Now that I think back on it, I think probably, I just didn't know you well enough to know that you were actually angry because <laughs> you were not winning. <laughs> yeah. But um, you really felt I had horrible bowling etiquette. You probably did. And you were... I feel like I remember that. You would step up there. Whenever the guy next to you was already on the approach. No, you didn't like it that I waited up there to see what happened. Yeah, turn around and walk back. Yeah, step yeah. back. Yeah. Why do people do that? Well, you trained that is, me. I don't do that That's a rude anymore. bowler that does that. The other thing I did on that bowling trip was I did that thing that you see in America's Funniest Home Videos where the person brings their arm back and to they, bowl and they throw the ball behind them. I did that. On a date with me? Yeah. Oh boy! And you were—you did not think it was funny. <laughs> I guess my grandpa really instilled, and my mom probably really instilled in me proper bowling etiquette. Yeah. You know, and our kids have our kids have good um, golf green etiquette. Have you ever played with them when they're doing that, where they're careful not to walk across someone else's, you know, the the their lie where the, where they're going to hit put the ball. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, they're really. They've, they've gotten a complex on that, which is good. Yeah. So we played some, uh, you know, down and dirty mini golf, and I won. You did. Adelaide came in second. Yes. I think you came in third. I did. Then Sawyer. Mm-hmm. And then, like, with a score of 150, was enrolled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, play, she played hard the whole game, too. 
she enjoyed it. Yeah, she she, she did. never did get yeah. tired of it. <clears throat> it was a neat course. And then, you know, after we were satisfied that we'd done all there was to do in Fort Smith, which was a 27-hole mini golf course, <laughs> and driving around a little bit, we headed to Oklahoma City. Well, the reason we had to leave Fort Smith was because we had tickets to a yeah. minor league baseball game. It was the 4th of July. It was the 4th July. of July, yeah. And we had tickets to the Oklahoma City Dodgers. And the Round Rock Express. And that was so fun. Mm-hmm. Minor League Baseball is so much more fun than Major League. way better because they have a clock. Like, they have to pitch in 20 seconds. So it eliminates a lot of scratching. It's really fast-paced. You're really up close. You're mm-hmm. right there. You know, it's a smaller stadium. They do all this wacky stuff every tiny break they're doing some weird wacky thing on the field it was so fun and then it was fourth of july so it was a great fireworks show afterward yeah it was fun that was one of my favorite fourth of july's that we've yeah, had it was baseball and fireworks i mean it doesn't get more american than that yeah and then uh then, then the next day was that frontier city day yeah yeah they went to frontier city well a great theme park in oklahoma city if you're a theme parker like we are, very fam- family friendly, mm-hmm. and we saw some cool magic shows, some singing and dancing shows. Okay, we saw a flea circus, and I was going to say that was uh, something I've always wanted to see. Haven't you? Yes. Have y'all seen a flea circus? We saw a real flea circus. It was amazing. I didn't know they could get fleas to do all that stuff. It far exceeded my expectations. <sighs> yeah. I mean, my favorite, which was your favorite flea? Mine was Fleevil Knievel. <laughs> Mine was um, the, the 80-year-old flea. The old flea. I can't died. remember her name. Yeah. 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 Those fleas were amazing. So They were. They were. The guy who was running the yeah, he's flea excellent, circus. Yeah, he's excellent with those fleas. He was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how he could get those fleas to walk across a tightrope, to fire out of a little tiny cannon. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, so, it was something else. He had his tweezers and his and his uh, a magnifying glass and just ran the whole circus himself. Yeah. So, and then we left and we we did we struck out so much eating. It was just we were, we were always getting back late. Getting so we don't have, we only have one good meal story. That we ate a chicken and waffle. What was that called? Waffle champion. Was that your favorite meal of the vacation? Yeah, well, it was the only meal we had that was yeah, good. Yeah, like the only one that wasn't Wendy's at 10 o'clock. We were eating Taco Bell and Wendy's. Yeah, and then we went to Waffle Champion. That was the day that we went, got up and went, well, we we piddled around, and we went out to this place called OKC River Sport, and we went whitewater rafting in Oklahoma City, downtown. Yeah. They have a huge training facility. Uh, like an Olympic training facility. And Melissa thought that was the end of us. It was frightening to watch. Emerald and I couldn't go because you have to be eight. Thank goodness. And Sawyer didn't want to go, and I basically made him go because I thought he would regret it. And then after after he got on the boat, then I went up there to watch boats come by because I thought, oh, this will be fun. Well, it was traumatizing because all these boats were tipping over and dumping all these kids out into this rapid river. And it was really scary. So then Emerald and I just sat up there and just prayed that y'all would survive. <laughs> we all stayed in the boat except Adelaide fell out one time and then she climbed back in with a lot of help. 
Yeah. But it was cool. Yeah, we did good. Yeah, that was really, it, it was really a it cool was a, day. It was a really neat thing to go do. They had a big, giant ropes course with these huge, the largest dry slides and so, so many miles. 72, 72 foot, foot how, tall slides, slides that you go down. Uh, something called the rumble drop where you just do a free fall. Sort of like a bungee jump, but it doesn't go back up. It just kind of breaks. Yeah. And uh, kids did that. I did that. Melissa didn't do anything fun. Well, I, I, inter- not, not, I not listen, a listen, I entertained Emerald while y'all were doing the rapids. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to do the rapids, which, <laughs> yeah, didn't regret that after I saw what <laughs> what it was like. And then um, I tried to do the ropes course, but I am not a heights person. I ride a lot of roller coasters, but I do not like the part where you climb up the giant hill. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't. I get very anxious, and so I got up to the second level of that ropes course, and I walked across these little beams to this tiny platform, and I looked down, and I thought, I'm about to embarrass myself because I cannot get down from here. I'm frozen, and all these little children are climbing all over this. (laughs) Yeah. And so I had to force myself to walk back across those little beams, and then I immediately got down, and I decided I would just take pictures yeah, and video. That's what you did afterward. Because I didn't want to embarrass everyone by having to be rescued yeah. from the ropes course. <laughs> it was pretty. It was a neat day. Then we went to the Waffle Champion. Went to went back. We, we did the Airbnb thing. Found a little house to stay in. It was really nice. And the next day went to OU, the OU campus. Yeah. Which I never, you know, I consider OU to be the enemy. You know, I'm a, I'm well, a Big course. 12, I'm a Texas Tech Red Raider. And we we have suffered many uh, great disappointments. You know, whenever we were in, when I was in law school, we were living in Lubbock, and we would go watch the Red Raiders under Bobby Knight play Oklahoma, and they would just, they would kill us. They would always win. Yeah. You know, we would leave so sad. But then when I went to their campus, I was really impressed. Mm-hmm. They have a tremendous art museum. But the campus looks so great. Yeah. Were you not blown away by it? It was absolutely gorgeous. I was blown away. Yeah, the kids, after that, they saw that. They're like, I want to come here. I want to go to school here. And we was like, you can't do that. You know. Yeah, Sawyer especially. We, we really crushed their dreams. Sawyer that. declared that that was going to be his school. Well, if you got a dream and a vision, go for it. That's yeah. What, that's, what, that's what Metal Ark Lemon told me. So, um, <laughs> I, I know we've told that story on we the blog have, before. We yeah. have. So guy could hit, you could just shoot him from half court and make him. Yeah, it's amazing. 50 years old. So it was a great vacation. It came on the heels of a really neat Hurricane Harvey mission trip that Adelaide and I did. That was super. And then when we got back from vacation last week, Adelaide, this is Wednesday night, Adelaide went to youth camp. Yeah. It's a big week for us. It's like the first time she's been gone this long without one of us or a grandparent. It's the, it's the first time ever. Ever. And she's 13. Are we helicopter parents? I'd say so. <laughs> well, we just usually go along. Yeah, we're usually there. But my plan right now is I'm trying to give her a little mm-hmm. bit of freedom in a very, very, very controlled environment. See, I want to go up there tomorrow and just, it's killing me not to be there. I'm on the board of directors for the camp. The I could, camp's only 45 minutes away. 45 from minutes here, away, so. yeah. When we send our kids to camp, we don't send them far. Because <laughs> if they're bad, you got to send them back home. And you don't want to get a bus or a plane to do that. You mean 
other kids? You're not talking about our kids. Our kids aren't bad. <laughs> I seem to only remember one of them that started a fight at church camp. <laughs> it you, was warranted. Yeah, it probably was. But you get your daughter and you're like, listen. It wasn't a fight. No fighting up there. Do not be kicking boys. She kicked a boy in the shins, yeah. you know, and he deserved it. He deserved it, but he, she was upset that he was throwing oars into the canoe lake. And he was just and throwing, he was cussing. He was and he was saying cuss words, and she was like, "You need to stop it." And then he said something about one of her friends, and she went over there and just kicked him in the shin. <laughs> That's so, why I don't worry about that girl. Yeah, if it comes down to it, she will assault who she needs to. <laughs> Anyway, so she's up there at Chaparral. It's a really cool camp. We're going to be there week uh, week after next for preteen camp. Yeah, hottest spot in Texas. Yeah, and I'm going to be sleeping in the cabin with all the boys. Yeah, and you get to sleep in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. It'll be fun though. Sawyer will be there. I'm going to get his bunk by mine. It's going to be buds. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. So that's kind of what we're in the middle of right now in the summer. Is these trips and camps and yeah, just one of those things. Uh, but you've, uh, you know, surprisingly not, well, not so I shouldn't say surprisingly because you're just so incredible. You are <laughs> Melissa. Have I told you lately how incredible you are <laughs> woman? Actually, no, you haven't. <laughs> Let me take a moment <laughs> to just tell you all the things I love about you. <laughs> I'm going to start with a special memory from about 1999. Is it bowling? We were married, and I just remember, you know, you going to work and eating, a, eating packing your little sandwich lunch at the bank. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, you know, she's really trying to help save money eating that nasty sandwich. I'm going to Subway. <laughs> I'm going to have someone make my sandwich. I love that about you. (laughs) (laughs) What a memory. I love your alto singing voice. I love your hair. I love your sweet, sweet spirit. (laughs) How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love your cute little nose. I just love them and touch it right there. I just love that cute little nose. Pick it. Uh, so many. So anyway, have I told you how much I appreciate your writing lately? Thank you. Yeah. So uh, tell us about the article that seems to be catching a lot of people's attention or striking a nerve. That's probably the better way to put it. Um, there was an article that I put up this week called A Plea to Parents. And it is, it's kind of an idea that I've gotten lately about how, you know, maybe one way to appeal to Christians is to appeal to them as parents Mm -hmm. or to appeal to lost people. (laughs) It's to appeal to them as parents Mm -hmm. and really just ask them to examine the way their family is going and how they're really leading their family and to consider if Jesus isn't a big part of your family's life if you aren't considering it top priority to make sure that your kids believe in Christ and that they follow him 
then I think that it is a real possibility that you are lost. Mm. And I wrote that post because I wanted parents to stop and think about that because I think that people are more likely to examine themselves for the sake of their children than they are for the sake of themselves. Yeah, whether that's... I mean, you said something the other day where you said that's not... That's not a reason to follow Christ. Yeah, it's not a reason to follow Christ. It's for your kids. You should follow Christ because, you know, he's your need and because he he warrants your following him because he's the Lord and the king of the universe. That's why you should follow him, not for the sake of your kids, but for his sake. But um, And so you don't go to hell. But it's a good way to approach people. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an approach. I think that's really smart. And I think it's resonated with people. Maybe something we don't say because we don't want to. Maybe there's a re. Maybe in the past we thought, well, I don't want to be, you know, try to try to be manipulative. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that it is, that's you know, the truth is is not not manipulative. I don't think that we're trying not to be manipulative as much as we're trying not to proclaim that people might not be Christians who think they mm, are. Yeah. But they I try to be nice, you're saying. Yeah, but I think that um I think that that is absolutely rampant in the church right now that we have a lot of people walking around who believe that they are Christians mm-hmm. who have never had a true encounter with Christ. Yeah. And that's that's a downfall of, you know, the way the church has gone. Yeah, well, if that's the norm, what if the norm is most people in the church are lost? What Could it be possible that that's the norm? That you have all these people who've really never been born again? Yeah. But they think that they're spiritual? I mean, is I imagine that was something going on in Israel uh, throughout their history. But see, I don't believe that you can be a parent who doesn't take your kids to church, who doesn't place priority on spiritual training, who doesn't um, have spiritual conversations with your kids. I I think it would be virtually impossible to be a believer and to not do any of that. Which there would be, you know, someone will always object to the statement. Well, who are you to say? Who are you to say? You know. There are certainly probably circumstances that I'm are not extreme. Saying, I'm not saying that you're not a Christian. I'm saying consider whether you're a Christian or not. Examine yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But there would be times, there might be some some person with an extreme circumstance would say, well, I just can't take my kids to church because of X, Y, or Z. But, I mean, it, do, it does seem like something that would, that would be antithetical to the Christian life to not well, I mean, there's no, there's not, there's no such, there's, the New Testament never talks about a, a Christian not being involved in a church. It's just not a, Well, a, a, you know. a person, a, a religious person who would say, I am going to let my child choose for themselves. You know, I'm not going to force any religion on my child and I'm not going to mm-hmm. teach them any particular religion. I'll let them discover religion on their own. That person is not a a genuine religious person. Right. Because a person who has been born again, especially, is going to care whether yeah. their children know yeah. about Jesus. Yeah, telling someone the gospel is how we love people. Uh, and I noticed that, you know, there was a comment or uh, and a comment that I've heard before on your blog where someone was talking about, well, you know, I wonder if I maybe laid it on a little too thick when I was raising my kids and they've rejected Christ. 
Yes. And I've heard people say that before, and I just want to say, look, don't. Um, my my advice in that situation, where you think, well, did I push them away? Well, you know, no one's a perfect parent. Um, even 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 godly parents whose children wind up being, you know, preachers or whatever, might say, yeah, you know, my parents made mistakes in raising me. I mean, everybody would have that. I mean, there's there's grace for things like that. But I would say, if you are thinking that you might have done the wrong thing by discipling your child or attempting to disciple them and lead them to the Lord, the only person that would be telling you that, that you did the wrong thing is Satan. Mm-hmm. That's just a lie. Yeah. It's just deception. It's like, oh, did, did you really do the right thing by teaching them that Jesus is Lord? Well, no, you did the right, you know, you, you did the right thing. Well, what I said to that, to that lady who commented with that is that, you know, if you hadn't been zealous, you know, she called it being zealous for the Lord when they were young. If you weren't and you just let them stay home and you didn't take them to youth group and Sunday school and they turned out, you know, not following the Lord, you would also be blaming yeah, yourself blame for yourself. that. Yeah. That's mom guilt. You know, yeah. moms are going, but, but I am a firm, firm believer that we should do all that we can to where no matter how our kids turn out, what path they choose, because we can't we can't make their choices for them. Yeah. But I want to be able to say, I didn't do it perfectly, but I did everything that I could possibly do to put my kids on the path to follow Christ with their whole heart. Yeah, because ultimately what what the Bible tells us is that salvation belongs to the Lord. Um Ultimately, these are his decisions, and somehow, you know, we understand our free will works in compatibility with his free will, um, and we know that uh, Jesus died for the world. He died that um, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever will believe. So we know Jesus died for the world, and then there's a connection there between those who believe. It's the whoever, right? Right. So Jesus died for whoever will will come to him. So we can accept God's sovereignty in this, and we can also accept that we, in anyone who comes to Christ, will be will be saved. But they have to do it. Mm-hmm. It can't be. It's not going to be because of what you did, ultimately, or because of um, some some other, you know, somebody else's faith. They're gonna. They're gonna trust in Jesus because they believe it's the truth. Yeah. And uh, they're going to be born again by the Spirit of God. That's how people are saved. Um, so you, we don't evangelize our children in some kind of bargain with God. Like, I'll do this if you'll save them. We, we, we have to realize that those kids don't deserve mercy any more than we, we did. Right. And that... What we are called to be is obedient. We're called to make disciples. We're called to be faithful witnesses for Jesus Christ wherever we go. So you you did the you know you're doing the right thing by raising those kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and then the rest of it, what do we have to do? We have to trust the Lord, yeah, and that whatever He does is right. Right. And so and and however whatever path He t- takes to bring them to Him, or however He works it out, even if He doesn't, yeah. That whatever he's doing is right. And we, and we always have to remember 
there is always hope because God is sovereign and he can accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish. No one is beyond his reach. The funeral that, you know, we were a part of today was the perfect testimony of that. A man who found Christ in prison, you know, in his 50s and was living a, a very excited and joyful life for the Lord in prison when he passed away. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people who probably knew him through his 30s and 40s who never would have guessed he would ever come to Christ. Or that he would ever be the, I mean, the type of Christian that he was when he died. Yeah. It would have just said, man, that, that would be impossible. I can't even imagine it. And yet that's what God did. So, you, you know, the great thing about having an all-powerful God who can direct people's hearts and change people's hearts and make their hearts alive and is that no one's out of his reach. Exactly. It's not up to you, you know, the people that have kids in their 20s and 30s and 40s. The great thing, you, you could blame yourself, but it's awesome to realize what was up to you was to be obedient. Right. And you can't save people. You know, you can't lead people to Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what's so hard about the job of being a pastor. It's yeah. like the job you have that you can't do. It's you can't grow a church. You can't lead people to Christ. You are hired to do a job that's impossible, but through the Holy Spirit, it happens. Right. So, and it, that's it's amazing just to watch what He does and to to, to to do what He tells you to do. So, were you going to read something? I was just going to um, tell all of y'all if you would say a prayer for this lady. Her name is Beth, and she has two sons, and and her her oldest son lives hundreds of miles away from her. He's a drug addict. He's homeless. Mm -hmm. They haven't seen him in five years. Mm. So she could really use your prayers, and her boys could use your prayers. If Mm. you think of her um, tonight, just say a quick prayer for her. You know, the Lord knows exactly who she is and who her boys are. Right. Well, that's a good note to, to end on, Lord. We lift up Beth to you and her children, and we pray that you would save them and draw them unto your unto yourself, that they might have eternal life and abundant life. And we pray those things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us tonight. All right. We'll see y'all later. Bye.